This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be celebrating the birthday of Ernest Bloch, who was born on this day in 1880, with his Poems of the Sea. Bloch is a little hard to place in the scheme of things, in part because he traveled and lived all over the place. He was born in Geneva, he spent time as a student in Brussels, Paris, Munich, and Frankfurt, all before his mid-twenties. His primary instrument was the violin, and he was apparently quite good, although he didn't pursue a career as a performer. Instead, after moving back home and taking over the family clock business, he set his sights on conducting and composing. He ended up moving to the U.S. in his late 30s, and he spent most of the rest of his life teaching and conducting there, most notably in Cleveland. He had a great interest in his own Jewish heritage and used that as an inspiration for much of his music, but otherwise, he doesn't fall neatly into a category of this style or this region. This is a particularly interesting piece because it's for piano, and Bloch didn't really think of himself as a pianist. As I mentioned before, he had started on the violin, and he was quite accomplished on that instrument. It was only after entering serious study with the violinist Eugène Isaï that Bloch devoted time and effort to learning and mastering the piano. He even said he didn't see much point in composing on the piano, but he did see its potential as an instrument, so he spent hours every day practicing. As for the subject matter of this piece, Bloch had a lot of experience on the sea, given his many crossings between Europe and America in a time before air travel. His first taste came in 1916, heading out on a tour with a dancing company as their conductor. It wasn't a very poetic encounter, given that World War I was raging throughout Europe. Bloch's memories of that and subsequent wartime crossings had more to do with the endless drills the crew and the passengers were put through, manning the guns, evacuating to the lifeboats, everything they might need to do in case of an attack. But after the war, and after moving permanently to the U.S., Bloch took his family up to the Gaspé Peninsula, which is in a fairly remote part of Quebec. They stayed in a small village, going for long hikes and mingling with the fishermen, and he was fascinated with how the people there made their living from the sea, which could turn from peaceful to violent and back again at a moment's notice. And he started writing down little musical phrases that came into his head, which he would eventually expand into this piece. The whole experience must have made a great impression on him because when he was older, he decided to retire to another small coastal town, this one in Oregon, quiet except for the rush of the waves. The two outer movements both portray those waves and the sea itself, sometimes turbulent, sometimes peaceful, but always moving. The middle movement is titled Shanty, but rather than being a boisterous work song like a lot of sea shanties, it's slow and reflective. It feels like a response to being out in the middle of thousands of miles of water, maybe a tribute to those fishermen and sailors that Bloch knew who spent so much time away from home. Here's Peter Bradley Fulgoni with Ernest Bloch's Poems of the Sea.
There are a few ominous passages in there, but for the most part, you can tell that Bloch really viewed the sea as something majestic, something that he held in awe rather than in fear. Thanks to Peter Bradley Fulgoni for putting that up on MuseOpen.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be listening to Haydn's first cello concerto. I'll see you then.